0: podcast uh, day late because uh, yesterday was just kind of a hectic day for all of us really and you know still today is kind of a hectic day for us but you know we're here anyway because we love you but <laughs> uh, obviously it's a big week this week with the bell game i mean cc pueblo's back in, in town as well and south and durango that's going to be a huge game in the scl as well but uh well for, as always we start with kind of what happened last week in the top performances that we saw and uh, jeff i mean you probably saw a couple on
1: one Friday yeah. and Saturday. Yeah, I did. I had the opportunity to go cover, uh, you know, South and in, in Pueblo County, and really got see the first time I've seen the Colts up, up close and personal, and uh, very impressive. Um, defensively, you know, the Smith brothers are are just a force. I mean, oh, yeah. that, that's a scary defense, and and they, uh, you know, County was able to move the ball somewhat, maybe in the second half a little better than he did. The, the first half, but um, very impressed with South, and uh, they're very deserving of their number three ranking, and uh, it's a it's a team that, you know, Jorge, and running back, is, is a very good player. Not a very big kid, but I tell you he's what, he's tough, strong, fast, and he, and he knows, understands the game, and he had, a, he had a, you know, 200-yard game, scored four touchdowns, and uh, look for the Colts, uh, you know, they have a big game coming up, we'll talk about that this weekend against uh, Durango in the top 10 matchup, and really probably for the South
2: Central League title. Yeah.
0: Marcus, who did you see?
2: Um, Orlando Trujillo, he had a pretty good game for uh, East. They got back on the winning side of things. Um, he had two touchdowns on the ground. Um, I believe he rushed for 67 yards. Hopefully I'm not shorting them at all. Um, but I know it was on just six carries, so I mean his six carries were pretty crucial, and... I think his last two went for the final 32 yards of East offensive side of the things of things. Um, yeah, so he came up pretty big for them, especially with the the way they turned the ball over. Probably wasn't the, the yeah. best look, but I mean they, they got the W. That's all that matters. Exactly.
0: I mean I was off last week, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a bye on that one and just because I didn't see anybody. So <laughs> moving right along, uh, that was in prep. So we'll get into CC Pueblo now and. Uh, now they're back at home again, and Jeff will break us
1: down for that. Yeah, uh, obviously last week was a, a, one of the best first quarters I've ever seen them play. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They had two offensive touchdowns, special teams. I guess you can call it a touchdown from the special teams yeah. when the punter Justin Donnell uh, muffed the muffed the snap, picked it up at the twenty, and then you know became uh, Dion Sanders running down the <laughs> sidelines, and, and it looked like a, looked like a, a, a really a running back, you know playing, yeah. playing punter. He was. He was impersonating somebody, but then uh, they scored on. They scored also scored on defense with an interception return, uh, and 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 they were up twenty eight nothing right away. Wow. So you know this is a team that's that's starting to find their mojo. Uh, all three phases came together last week, and we sort of expected that. And they have a tough game this week. They have Adam State, uh, which is you know Coach Riston called Adam State the probably the best team they've had. In, you know, in, in, at least since the. Since the return of football here at CSU Pueblo, so right. ten years they have uh, the leading quarterback, you know, one of the top quarterbacks in the conference, and two of the top receivers are both in the top ten. So okay. you're going to see the ball in the air. It's going to probably be a three and a half hour game on Saturday when they play at the <laughs> Thunderball. Uh, this is a very, you know, pretty good rivalry. This is very, very you know, a team that, a team that's very capable of, of beating them. I mean, every, anybody in the conference is capable of beating them if you don't show up on a given day. Uh, they, they, I think they have to stay away from turnovers and, and continue to run the football. And uh, Adam State does give up some yardage, and uh, but they're going to they're going to have to defensively they're going to have to come up with something to stop this passing game.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to ask how just kind of the offense looked because I know you wrote your column calling for today and just all the quarterback stuff that's been going on with C.C. C Pueblo. I mean, how right. doesn't seem like it's affected them much?
1: Not really. You got you got two guys, you know, with Jordan Kidna and, and Gunnar Lampier who are who are really, even though they're only, you know, sophomores, you know, at least uh, eligibility-wise, they're, they're really capable uh, on the field. They, they, they're leaders. They're guys that, uh, and you can turn to both of them. They both have their strengths. They both can throw the ball. Both can run the ball. Gunner's a little bit better. Runner, we've said that all year. But, um, you know, they, they, they sort of got off the schneid a little bit offensively. They, they still try to run the football. Um, D.J. Penick is, you know, a fourth-leading rusher in the league you know, averaging almost 80 yards, 80 yards a game, and, they, and still, they, but they average 200 yards a game on the ground. Jeez. So there's yeah. a lot of guys contributing. Good. And, um, you know, and they still have the motto, you know, that we're gonna run the football and, and pass when we have to sometimes. Um, but still, they, they have a bunch of receivers that are very good, and uh, it's, it's a scary team. They're offensively, they're, they're really good, and they, uh, they move the ball up and down the field. You're gonna, you're gonna have to score in the 30s to beat this team. Yeah. Because uh, defensively, they only give up about 17, 18 points a game and uh, only, you know, a little over 300 yards a game. So uh, I really like I really like the, you know, the, the vision where they're headed. They, they've won four in a row. They have four more to go. They got to finish out the season with, you know, went out to get in the playoffs. They all know that. Yeah. And uh, it happened last year. So if they're trying to repeat it and they're, they're halfway there. Yeah. Four more.
0: <laughs> what are they looking at in the standings? You were kind of telling me about that earlier. Yeah, as far,
1: as far as the, the postseason concerned, you know, to get in the playoffs, and the regional rankings come out next week, and there's six teams from each region to get in. And, and right now, they're they're battling for the fourth spot. There's three teams, three teams with no losses in their region. Um, there's there's uh, two teams with one loss, and then there's a couple teams with two losses. So, um, you know, it's all based on RPI and strength of schedule and. Yeah. Right now there's there's a Texas team that's battling them for the fourth spot and there's a chance that CSD Public could host, uh, you know, come in the first round. Nice. Probably unlikely that they'd be, you know, uh, unless they they'd have to go on the road because the, the top two teams get buys gotcha. for the second round. So there's a chance they could host at the Thunderbolt and that hadn't happened since 2015. Really? So uh, there, there, there's a big opportunity ahead and they just gotta take care of business from here on out.
0: Yeah, sounds like it. What are you thinking for the game? Um, for Adam State, yeah. yeah, game pig. You know, uh, <laughs>
1: CSC Pueblo—they—they've always gone up against teams that be, either can run the ball or can throw the ball, and, and they always—they're a little bit like Bill Belichick. They—they they have that <laughs> kind of attitude where, yeah. you know, we're, we're gonna—we're gonna stop what the, what they can do best. And you know, it's I guarantee you that they're gonna come up with some schemes and get get after this quarterback from Adam State, and they're not gonna—they're gonna make him very uncomfortable. And I think they're going to come up with three or four turnovers in this game. Because Adams, Adams does turn over turn the ball over a little bit. They're yeah. near the bottom of the conference in turnover margin. So uh, I look for I look for them to, you know, I, I think CSC is going to score in the 30s and might give up a couple, maybe a couple touchdowns. It was around yeah. 30 to 14 um, if you if you want a prediction from there. Yeah. Somewhere around that that score, I think. A, you know, like a couple it. touchdowns and a field goal. Yeah.
2: Marcus, game pick? Well, I gotta be in a little bit uh, further apart. Um, CSUP is just on a tear. They know what the rest of the season means. They know they gotta get it done, and they have to do so effectively, and kind of put their stamp on every game and let everybody know they're not to be, not to be trifled with. Forty-two, um, sixteen, CSUP. Forty-two. All right. I mean, I I think it'll kind of look a little bit
0: like that Mason game last week because I, I feel like CSUP was kind of that week. It seemed like last week they kind of put it all together a little bit. You know, now they can try to test some some stuff out. And, you know, Adam State, might, it might be one of their better teams they've had in a while, but that's that's probably still nothing close to what CSU is. So, Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm going to go with the pack uh, maybe like 41-20, somewhere around
1: I there. did hear a stat uh, this week, too, that I, I think in Division II football, they're the second-best team in the decade in CCP, the last 10 right? years. Yeah. CSU Pueblo has, has its second-best wow. record in the decade. <laughs> they, well, they've only lost eight. Uh, you know eight league games yeah. during that stretch, and uh, you mean. know, of course, lost a few in the playoffs. Probably, you know, four or five. And, I mean, they've been, been in the playoffs seven out of eight years, yeah. and you know, have a chance for eight out of nine. And uh, you know, of course, won a state title or state title, national, title, <laughs> yeah. state title too. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, back in back in twenty fourteen. So yeah, it's a, it's a great program and a good, great organization.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, big up, big up, still there. and. Uh, moving over to preps, I mean, obviously this week, I'm sure you all know that this uh, tomorrow is the Bell game. Yeah, we got a big game. So we're a big game here, Yeah, in the yeah you know. A little, a little something going on. Exactly, but I don't even know what number it is. I, I, how many Bell games this is now? 128, I think. 128, something like that. It's oh, definitely yeah. in the hundreds. Yeah. For at least them playing each other. What? 1892 One. was the yeah. first game. <laughs> when you're when you begin your rivalry in 18, anything that's Oh In God. the 19th yeah. century? Or? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I don't
2: even think cars were really a thing. <laughs> <You> <laughs> no,
0: they weren't. They, they rode up to the game
1: in horses. No. Yeah. no TV, no electricity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no radio.
2: Yeah,
0: exactly. I, what about <laughs> no, the game in horses?
1: Yeah, and buggies. Yeah.
0: What I love is the first. Every time I look at the the scores, the first two games, the final score is four to zero. Yeah. <laughs> and central one, I think the first one centennial, second four to zero. Like, you'll, you'll never see that score again. No. You'll never not. see 4C. Hopefully yeah. not. It's, it's tough, like, to a,
1: <laughs> tough to get two safeties in a game. Yeah. That's not the way they kept score back then.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I'm
1: not sure how they <laughs> did, but.
0: Who, who really knows? honestly?
1: No. I mean, I'm old, but I didn't old. <laughs> not,
0: at not at all. Not at all. But, I mean, going into this game, uh, you know, Centennial's sitting at 2-5, and five, and uh, Central is the opposite at 5-2. and two. You know, Central really has kind of a lot to play for. I mean, obviously it's a bell game, and there is a lot to play for, but as far as playoffs-wise and Central trying to get back there, this could be a huge game
2: to try to help them get there. Yeah, and, you know, I think the big one for this one, you know, records, stats, all that stuff's kind of out the window. Um, It almost essentially doesn't even matter because, obviously, on paper, Central's the better team They have the better record, 5-2, 2-5. But, you know, we saw with the Canyon game a couple weeks ago, South was the much better team, but East kept it very close, and, you know, it took a lot for South to peel away. I think it's kind of going to be like that in this one. Um, Central, they're 1-8 this decade in the, in the Bell game, so, you know, that's probably going to play a lot into it. Um, I mean, we'll see how things go. The last win, well, their only win of this decade came in 2015 when it was 27-24. So, I mean, Central leads the overall series, if that means anything, but, you know, Central wants to get the bell back, Centennial wants to keep it, so I don't think either team is going to budge a whole lot.
0: No, I mean, not really. I mean, Central, kind of last week, they kind of got a beat down a little bit with Durango as well. I mean, the positives are, I looked, and they forced a turnover from Jordan Wolverton. That was his first interception of the year. So, Central defense had that, but then they also allowed 385 rushing yards. So that wasn't great. And Centennial, we all know, is heavy rush, pretty much only rush. So, if, you know, Durango is obviously a higher rated team and probably has a stronger rushing attack. But Centennial, that's their bread and butter, and that's where they're going to be hitting Central with. And I mean, Central did have a taste of that kind of too with County, and they forced six turnovers in that game. So, Central will probably want a, a repeat performance of that against Centennial in front of that crowd.
1: You know, I think Central. You know, they're going to probably have eight or nine guys in the box, and and force Centennial to try to throw the ball to beat them. And uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a matter of who's going to win the battle up front. You know, like most football games, uh, you know, the team that blocks the best and tackles the best is going to win this game. And uh, you know, I, I you know, a couple of years ago, was it last year or two years ago? We had only the second overtime game in Bell in oh, Bell yeah. history. It was back, you know. Uh, overtime didn't come into Colorado from 1975, Jeez. so uh, there's been a lot of ties. I think there was nine ties yeah, in, this, nine in this series, yeah. and uh, you know many times early on when this, this this was played back in the you know 20s and 30s, <laughs> yeah. you know there there was ties. So yeah. uh, you know I I honestly think this could go into overtime. This kind of game again, and, uh, which, would, which would be a lot of fun. It would be, and uh, you know my my prediction. I think I think Central's. A better defense, yeah. and I think uh, you know when, when you have to pick a game like this. I think you look at the, the lines and the, and who can block and who can tackle and who has the best defense. I, I think Central wins. A, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it may go into overtime, and I think Central gets their uh, the conversion and Centennial goes for two and misses, and wow, Central be, wins twenty one twenty.
2: That's that'd that's, be really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Jeff, kind of going off of what you were saying, you know, talking about the line, I just came from Centennial prior to this, actually, and um, was talking with the Blue Brothers, ironic name. <laughs> yeah, <funny enough>. um, <laughs> the, the Centennial team, not, not Central. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, Dylan, he, he's one of the offensive and defensive linemen for Centennial, and, you know, he actually has a really incredible story. This kid's a sophomore, and he is set I don't want to mess up the association, but it is powerlifting. Um, He set powerlifting national records, and his mother actually sent some of those over, and let's see, his bench is 286.6, squats 523.6, deadlift 451.9, and the odd numbers come from, it's measured in kilograms, so that's where that part comes from, but I mean, like he, he's a big kid I mean, he's like, a sophomore you said right? yes oh my god yeah. and when you see this kid like he's an O lineman d lineman and he fits the bill i think he's 308 somewhere in that range so they definitely have the blocking to, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to do things but on to the pick side of things um you know i think central is just a better overall team you know they have a very solid game on both sides of the ball um I think defense is going to be critical in this one. Um, I think I think Central ends up coming away with the with the bell for the second time this decade. Thirty two twenty five. That's Ooh. a high scoring club. Yeah. that'll be fun.
0: Uh, kind of. I mean, well, first, I mean, what Marcus was saying, you can read that story on the Blue Brothers at Centennial in hmm. the paper tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, you know, kind of, they were both kind of talking about defense is going to be big and. I feel like before last week, a lot of us were thinking, "Oh, maybe Central could maybe run away with this. They look like just a much better defense. But last week, Centennial got, what, six turnovers on East, right? Yep. I mean, they were kind of able to show what they're capable of a little bit on defense Mm -hmm. and maybe try to make this game with Central a little bit closer, which I kind of changed my mind. But, uh, you know, seeing Central's defense all year, and uh, I have a story coming out tomorrow on Austin Allenback of Central. He's a linebacker for him, but... Uh, undersized linebacker, but he really carries that on his shoulder. And uh, Chris Carterman, the head coach, was telling me how he he really plays up from his size. Like people don't even realize that he is kind of smaller just because he plays big. And uh, with with him leading that defense, I think Central will be able to uh, corral some of that Centennial rushing uh, rushing attack. So I think the Wildcats get this one, move to six and two, and keep the playoffs hopes alive. So I'm going to say uh, maybe like 21-13. No. Central wins this one. Be a fun one.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, there'll be a lot of people there. To yeah. be, able to be, it. be there early. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big time. Get by early. early, I mean get there right now. Whenever <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. you're listening to this Honestly, now. Honestly, this
0: wouldn't be a bad time. Pull put your tent up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not too cold out there. You'll be fine. Yeah, you'll the snow that. was yesterday. And it's still a little breezy <laughs> out there. Yeah. Right? That's true. That's true. But uh, Bell Game, obviously, huge implications. But for SEL implications... The bigger game might be over at the Thunderbolt at six PM with South and Durango. These two are both two and in the SCL. Uh South ranked three. I think Durango's ranked seventh, right. somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we t- we talked about it last week, Durango and their quarterback Jordan Wolverton, but this is this is gonna this feels like a
2: huge game for South to you know, another kind of
0: statement game that they can make.
2: Yeah, and you know, South was able to come up with the victory last year twenty one ten. Um, you know, that was one of their five consecutive victories. Obviously, both teams are much different from last year. Um, Wolverton, I just call that kid Wolverine because, I mean, his name's so <laughs> close to it for one. And yeah. He's just an absolute beast. But um, yeah, they're going to have to figure out a way to contain him because I think he's gone for 1,702 all purpose yards and <sighs> seven games, right? Yeah. Jeez. And I mean, his touchdowns are off the chart. I'm not going to try to pull all of them from the archives up in my mind, but. <laughs> Yeah, South's defense is going to have to have its best game of the se- of the regular season in order to you know stop Durango and keep them from off the board and keep from what's happened to Centennial and Central from happening to them because they don't need or want that right now. No, <laughs> I mean it, it, it's probably in South's
0: favor that they were able to play County last week a rush heavy team because. Last week uh, against Central Wolverton only he had under he had under a hundred passing yards but he had like one seventy rushing somewhere around when you there. Yeah,
1: three hundred eighty five yards on the ground. You don't have to throw. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: exact. But I mean that rushing attack South kind of probably had some practice with that against County. Obviously Durango is probably at a higher level. But like Jeff was saying earlier, the Smith Twins. I mean they're incredible. So I think really where South is going to need to win this game is a, with their defensive line and trying to stop that. It it might not be the best option to make Wolverton throw, but I mean I think that would probably be better than trying to have to face a rushing attack and
1: well, losing the possession you're, you're game. You're right. The, the, the strength of this South team really is on defense, and it's in their defensive line and their secondary is very good. Yeah. You know their linebackers. Their linebackers are you know not not the senior guys. Are, no. they, they, I think they do have a senior linebacker, but you know. You can move the ball a little bit against them. You know, County proved that in the second half last week. You know, of course, this was after you know one of South's best linemen was injured and he left the game, and they kept on running in that hole that he he had it vacated you know <laughs> but but it's a it's a it's a I think it's the type of game where that you know there's a, one, one of these teams is gonna have to really control the ball a little bit you're gonna see I don't think you're gonna see huge explosive plays yeah. you know I think you're gonna see you can go grind it out both teams can run the ball both teams are ca- have capable passers they can they can move the ball through the air as well um, I mean South's got it they got to figure out a way to shut down that run first and yeah. um, and then force you know, a kid that can throw the ball to, to throw the ball. But, I mean, you, 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 that sounds sort of like reverse angle. Yeah. But it's Number one. Number one. What? We're being interrupted here. This is very much <laughs> live. Very much <laughs> live, folks. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. But, But, it, you know, I think it's going to come down to which team defensively can get a stop at a big time. My prediction, I, th- I still think they're going to, you know, each team's going to, going to get on the scoreboard. I think it would be like 28-21 south. You know, I think their defense shows up late and and, and keeps Durango out of the end zone. And uh, you know, of course, you got to stay away from turnovers. Yeah. You know, that, that's easy. huge. And again, a, a game like this, and really, the team that wins this has a, what two game edge over, you know, over uh, the next team, which, is, which is yeah, Central, would be Central. Central would happen, and not Central play both South
0: and Durango. Central yeah, Central won. lost to Durango last. They lost Durango, year. so they South and they still Central's, have South. yeah. They still have South That's their last play. game, the
1: so year. they they still have an opportunity, but. Um, yeah. You know, Colts are on our mission. It's, it's a big top ten, t- t- top ten game. And the fun thing is going to be at the Thunder Bowl, which is a, yeah. which is a real a great venue for to watch a football game. Yeah. Hopefully, and, hopefully we'll see the, the, the people that can't get into the game, the <laughs> yeah. Bell game. will yeah. we'll head over to the Thunder Bowl there and say, "I want to watch football tonight. I don't care who it is." But yeah. there's going to be, you know, even though you have the Bell game, the big, the biggest game of the night is South Ringo.
0: Yeah. Who do you think's going to win?
1: I said 28
2: twenty eight twenty. Oh that's right. That's right. I got that's South. My fault. I got South. Yeah. I also have South taking this one um pretty close to what it was last year. Last year they won twenty one ten. This year I think they get it twenty one eighteen. Twenty one eighteen. 18 I think South is gonna win as well. Uh, you know, just being at home.
0: Obviously Durango has already come into the Thunder Bowl once this year and beat Centennial. But South was uh, South has also already played a Thunder Bowl this year too, so I think just South their defensive line is just kind of too much to get over, even for Durango, and uh, they do look very similar on paper. Both teams. I mean, a quarterback who can throw and can also run, uh, but I don't, I'm just gonna. I just gotta give it to the team with home field advantage. So I'm gonna say South. Probably similar score to Jeff, 28-20. All right, we got some other local games uh, also in town as well. Uh, I'm not sure who planned it, but <laughs> West is also gonna be at home. They got probably their biggest game, uh, of In the Pice Peak, yeah, but when I say biggest, I mean, uh, it might, <laughs> it might not be a running clock, but, well, it's it's probably the most gym. competitive game, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, that's best, yeah, that's the best, week, yeah,
2: that's the best, way yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I, ap- after I looked over everything <laughs> and all the stats and whatnot, I believe Air Academy is also 6-1, um, we thought this would probably be a relatively close game, but, you know, West, outside of their own superior offense, defense, special teams, everything that they've done, one of the common games that uh, both of these teams had was uh, Coronado, and I don't remember the exact scores for East, but or each, but I do know that Coronado kept close with Air Academy and not so much with Pueblo West, so... <laughs> Yeah, I think this one's gonna probably heavily favor West. Yeah,
1: yeah you know, I, I I think I picked like forty two to six, something like that. I still think that you know, West is the is the dominant team in this league. Um, that they, they've been on a mission since they sort of took a beating, you know, against Pine Creek and <laughs> and they have, they have uh, something to prove to people that they you know, they wanna improve their, their stock and their and their position in the RPI and, and their ability to be able to host more than one game in the playoffs and this is big on the on the way to that to, to that goal um you know this is a team that you know they're they're that i mean i don't know if they can i don't know if they can get to the final four in 4a but i think they they believe they can you know they have the type of type of offense and, and their defense has really improved and they i think the defense has really played well you know since the Pine creek game yeah. given up very few points so yeah like and, three you know and they a good thing they're at home and that's and that's always a tough place to
0: play is the you know, I call it the tumble wheat bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes sense.
2: Marcus, what, what's your score prediction? 42-22. I mean, Eric Academy going to get some points on the board, but I don't think this is going to be a close contest. Yeah. I don't think it will be
0: close either. I think Eric Academy does put, you know, a few points on the board, but I'm still going to go Pueblo West. Probably about 42-10. Going with the Cyclones. Uh, we got another SEL matchup. Uh, out of County. East, after they finally got back on the win column, uh, they're 2-5, they're heading out to county. It was also 2-5. and five. I don't know. East is, once again, trying to run the table a little bit and find their find some kind of way into the playoffs. Uh, so, I mean, every week is playoff mode for them, so
2: this is another one going out to county. Yeah, and the really interesting thing, you know, we touched on it earlier. Uh, both of these teams have had a six-turnover game, and pros, Little League... Madden 2k, whatever it is, you know having six turnovers in a game is not something that you normally win No, but East was able to do that last week and you know Both teams were very or both games were very close where these guys had six turnovers So that's probably going to be the main thing to watch for It's just turnovers and how each team overcomes them Um County probably won't have six turnovers again. I know this I'm gonna say the snow affected them and um, Nobody else probably used that as, as an excuse, but that's what I'm giving county for their six turnover game. Yeah. Um, but you know, regardless, they had them, and that's what happened. But regardless, they kept the score close. Um, yeah. So turnovers are going to be the big thing in this one. Yeah, you know, I, I you know I've seen
1: county a couple times and I had them last week, and Monty Pinkerton is really excited about this team and where it's where it's headed. You know, they, I think they started, he said eight, I believe eight sophomores and seven juniors you know out of their 22 guys and um, they're 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 very capable of moving the ball you know it's just a matter of they got to stay away from turnovers and putting the ball on the ground and I'm, i've been really impressed by their quarterback and their tailback they, they they run hard they play hard there's a couple they have a couple defensive guys who are who come up and stick you i mean this is going to be this is going to be a very close game I really, I really see that you know east is you know, East is trying to play off a lot of what they've done over the last, you know, basically 10 years. I mean, it's been a, they've had a great run, you know, and, and I, I think the, the run may be, may be coming to a little bit of an end. Um, you know, I think they, you know, they had trouble holding on to the football last week. Uh, it's, it's hard to play out of the Hornets' nest, you know. Especially South struggled a little bit, you know, against, against Pueblo County, you know, it, it, even though the, the score was not, not a really indicative of that. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm sort of picking an upset here. I think I think County's gonna really really come up with it. You know, maybe I think it's I think it's like 21-20. You 20. know, I've been going with these one point wins, <laughs> and uh, you know, possible overtime. You know, yeah. do that again. I mean, it could happen. Yeah. But, uh, I really I really like where Monty has his team, and the, 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 that toughness that he that he coaches is starting to show through. And uh, this is this is a team that I I think we're gonna look for next year and the year after. That's a team on the rise,
2: no doubt.
0: Marcus, you have a score prediction?
2: Yeah, I think East keeps the good times rolling. Um, I think it'll be a close game, yeah. but I think East comes out on top 27-20. I mean, Marcus, while you were saying about
0: the turnovers, I mean, both of these teams have kind of turned it over a lot. I mean, East last week had Jackson Herring come in at QB. Uh, you know, East... Was able to win, and I think East defense has proven against South. They 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 proved a lot, even though they lost that game. And you know, when you have an offense that turns the ball six over six times, six, turns the ball over six times, and you still only like what seven points, right? Yep. The Centennial. I mean, this defense seems like they've kind of figured some stuff out, and you know County's offense is on is on the rise with all those guys. But I think East defense is kind of a step above. So I'm going to go with the Eagles. Also in a close one, I'm going to say 21 to seven equals win and we got one yeah one last uh, local team in action that's going to be rye uh they got thumped a little bit last week by colorado springs uh colorado springs christian, christian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a mouthful <laughs> i think the final was 50 to 6 somewhere around there mm-hmm. it was a tough one but at halftime i'm pretty sure the game was a little close it was maybe like a two possession game so you know coming in they're playing buena vista this week uh if it's not kind of at the level that they've been at before but and this this could be a chance for Ryder, you know try
2: to make some kind of statement and get a potential higher seed in the playoffs yeah and you know when I was out in Salida covering the Spartans you know I got to see BV in action quite a bit um I was there when they won the state title I believe it was 2015 or 2016 and they haven't returned to that form yet, but it seems right. like they're getting in toward that, uh, toward another one of those types of runs. And, you know, Rye, in this respect, you know, they're still up and coming in BV. They've essentially been the team of the decade in one slash. I believe they are two way at one point, but, you know, in the in the lower leagues and. I think that's what's going to happen in this game. It's kind of going to be a relative repeat of CSCS, um, but I think Rye should stay relatively competitive. Yeah,
1: I, I, I think you're right, Marcus. Um, you know, being a Vista, I mean, that's, a, that's one of the – they were the powerhouse, you know, it's one of the small school. Powerhouse, of course, they you know, had a guy playing in the NFL. You know, out, out of their – I mean, they had some great athletes come through there. I think they're going through a little bit of downtime, you know uh, – you know they, there's a couple games this year that they've gotten just blown out completely which is really surprising for that that program but you know they still have the bodies they, they're going to be at home um, you know i, I think rye's going to have some difficulty you know ryan ryan needs to you know they got to retool their offense a little bit there people have figured it out and they, they haven't been able to move the ball and score they, the first of the year they were scoring you know three or four touchdowns and in the last couple of weeks it's just been a touchdown here or there yeah. so uh yeah I, I look for i look for Buena Vista that i think rye gets on the scoreboard a couple of times it's around 28-14 i think demons pull it pull it off but uh you know been a pretty good season for rye and they still have you know a few games left they still got st mary's on their yeah. on their uh, schedule so i think you got a <laughs> win, win coming up there yeah you know which is uh you know st mary's isn't, isn't the most powerful football program in the state that's yeah. for sure but yeah. uh it should be, should be a good it's, it's very competitive It'd be a competitive
2: game yeah absolutely
0: mark do you have a score
2: um i kind of going the opposite way <laughs> um i think i think bv kind of runs away with it toward the end it'll probably be close at the first half and then believe matt flavin is still the coach for BV and he gets his teams out of the out of the second half pretty well he gets them out of the gates in the second half pretty well um i think they, they come out and with this one 38 18. I'm also going to take Buena Vista. Uh, just You know,
0: Jeff kind of touched on it. I think people have figured out Rye's offense. Uh, it There are a lot of options in it, but it's also just very rush-heavy, and they, they've struggled a lot when they have tried to pass it. And, uh, you know, being at home with Buena Vista, I, I just think it's just going to be too much for Rye to overcome. And, you know, Rye should be pretty set for the playoffs. I think they'll get that win against St. Mary's next week. And so hopefully they can try to, you know, figure some stuff out against a good uh, BV team and maybe try to work some of that into their playoff game. But for right now, I'm going to go with the Demons. Uh, kind of similar score to Marcus, 35-14. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in and listening. Uh, if you're going to the Bell game, like you said, get there early. Hopefully you buy your tickets already. Uh, don't be stupid. Uh, don't do anything like that. And uh, Be safe. Yeah, as always, be safe. <laughs> Thanks everybody, we'll see you next week.